Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Jack Hsu, the CEO of PatentPal, a software platform that automates patent drafting. Hi, Jack. How are you? Hey, Ari. I'm good. Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I'm looking forward to our conversation. So tell us about your background and the genesis of PatentPal. I studied AI and machine learning in my undergraduate degree. It was This was up in Canada at UBC. And this was during a time I graduated 2011. So when AI was just taking off, when machine learning was just exceeding the performance of more traditional rule-based approaches to computation. And so I was like, this is cool. I'm going to get a real job. <laughs> so I went to Harvard Law School for three years and then came out here to Silicon Valley to practice patent law. So I started in patent litigation, which is where people sue each other over patents. And then I switched over to patent prosecution, which is more about acquiring new patents, protecting new technology before founding Patent Pal. And it was really fascinating being at the intersection of law and technology. And my transition from the different practice areas has been this progression from doing more law to doing more and more tech. Litigation was 20% tech, and then prosecution was about 50, 50, you know, 50% technology. And now with Patent How, it's pretty much all tech, maybe 20% law or something like that. How did your career as a patent attorney influence the way you approached developing Patent Pal? In just about every way. So the most obvious, of course, is that what we do at Patent Pal is automating your drafting, specifically patent application drafting. The problem that we're solving is basically like, what do lawyers write in these patents and how can we automate it? And my experience as a patent lawyer, having written a lot of these patent applications is absolutely essential in knowing like what it is we're trying to automate, knowing all of the design choices that we need to make in solving this problem. And it's one thing maybe that's not often appreciated is that it's really not about having two different minds one being a patent lawyer and the other being an engineer and trying to get them to talk to each other. That's like having someone who speaks German and someone who speaks French and having them try to have a conversation because there's just like hundreds and hundreds of micro decisions that need to be made through the process of developing this software and this technology. And that requires like a constant iteration back and forth between the domain knowledge and the technical knowledge. But there's also like dimensions in which like my experience as a patent attorney is helpful for what I do in less obvious ways. So for example, it's actually really surprising to me as I'm going through this that my background as a lawyer really helped me write better code, especially in today's world when a lot of software is being developed in teams and not as individuals. It's actually really important for your code to be really explainable, to be really well and clearly written. And that's actually something that lawyers bring to the table in a way, like legal writing its own kind of code, like anyone who has written a contract knows how important it is to be precise about the terms, then you know, certainly that's the case with patent drafting as well. And so lawyers actually, if they develop the skills in engineering as well, actually surprisingly write really clear code, really explainable code, and actually work very well in a team of programmer setting. What elements of the patent prosecution process are most easily improved with technology? 
There's been evolution in this space. This is not a new problem. There has been efforts to solve this problem as far back as 10, 20 years ago. And any patent attorney, because patent attorneys are also engineers, they come from a scientific or technical engineering background. So any patent attorney with a background in computer science have all at some point either thought of automating some of this work or actually built solutions to automate some of this work. And I come across patent attorneys all the time who have built their own custom solution targeting particular pieces of this problem. So early on, what we've seen is automation around more administrative work, like things like docketing. And then it gets into like paralegal work, like preparing templates and preparing boilerplate language and putting together some of the more peripheral aspects of the core legal work that goes into producing patents. And then you get into more domain-heavy type of software like proofreading, where it's like Grammarly is really important to catch these errors and improve the quality of patent. You know, that has been doing very, very well. And the next evolution of patent application automation is the actual automation of the legal writing itself, right? Starting with what we call mechanical writing, and then more and more getting into the more creative writing or the more domain-specific writing. So a good amount of the patent application does involve a level of meeting formalities. And these are not necessarily easy problems to solve because you still need to understand how to put together sentences. You still need to deal with natural language. You still need to write the actual writing itself. And it's not simply just like putting, filling out a template, but they are predictable. They are formulaic, mechanical, and repetitive. And that's what currently Patent How has solved is all the mechanical writing that goes into providing support for the claims is now automated with the click of a button, whereas otherwise it used to take four to six hours to write mechanically on every patent application. Is this system meant to be a self-service option for inventors or a supplement to the support that licensed attorneys are providing? As it exists today, it's very much the second part. So it's a tool to be used by lawyers. But we are launching a pilot program where we work with attorneys to provide, to make use of this tool to provide the legal product to inventors directly. And so we call this, it's a new legal product we're launching. So people haven't heard about it yet, but it's called the three patent pal provisional. And so the idea being that a lawyer will use our tool to gain efficiencies and within our most basic tier legal product, the P3 basic, that's actually a 50% automation. So it normally is a six-hour attorney product that with our technology is able to be completed in three hours. And it's actually a superior legal product because using our tool, the lawyer can focus on writing out a really great claim set or tool to generate all of that claim support in a specification. And so that's something we're launching just this month, really. And that's going to be able to help inventors and is already helping inventors get provisional patent applications filed through collaboration with a lawyer. How does PatentPal interface with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office? We are working on certain collaborations like kind of on the side right now. So there is a patent application drafting competition coming up in 2023. And so PatentPal is offering, not officially with the collaboration with the USPTO at the moment, but we are offering our tool, free access to our tool for free to all the 
law students and the teams out there that are going to be participating in this competition. So it's, it would actually be really interesting to see how this impacts the competition. But certainly, we would love to have the teams that use Pan and Pal win the competition. But that said, like Pan and Pal doesn't, of course, guarantee it will win or anything like that. It really what it does is frees up the attorney to focus on the parts of the patent application that really matter and get efficiency leverage on not having to do a lot of the mechanical writing manually, right? So that's kind of like a project we're supporting that's related to the USPTO endeavors. Currently, we don't have an official partnership for finding the patent because the product is still just a tool for lawyers. But in the future, if there is a more like inventor-focused product, that's a more of a self-service option for inventors, still with some attorney participation. With that, we'll work with the USPTO, potentially able to have the patent be more automatically filed with the patent office directly. How do you see the patent process evolving? Innovation happens everywhere. But what's not currently captured is the IP space where most of the patents are being filed by big tech companies. And certainly just intuitively, we know that that is not the only place where innovation is happening. With the P3, for example, right now we're able to achieve a price point of $1,500 plus filing cost for the basic package of P3. For the first time ever, this is now giving inventors access to really top-tier patent attorneys where previously this kind of product would just not be serviceable. And it's now possible with the efficiency gains our technology is providing. So is now able to capture the long tail of this market. So like in my own personal experience in bringing clients to law firms, I had to turn away previously like eight out of 10 startups that I was talking to. And so for startups that are bootstraps, for startups that are pre-seed, sometimes they have some of the most innovative, the most cutting edge technologies, but they simply are not able to afford patent protection. So all of a sudden, like with this technology, we're unlocking a blue ocean market where people are able to access the attorney ecosystem. People are able to access patent protection for the first time ever. And this is now giving, for example, I can see a future where a high school student is able to file a patent application or build a portfolio of patents for the purpose of applying to a college or a mom or like a parent or a grandparent may get a patent on take recipe at a rate that is way more affordable than ever before. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, the patent system is not unlike the trademark system, where it's really a notice and record system. It's about disclosing what it is the technology has invented and sharing that with the public for the benefit of the public, for the benefit of society, and put that on notice so that you get the priority date, you get credit for inventing this technology, and you get a reward in exchange, which is like a 20-year monopoly in the current way the system is set up. And with any kind of notice and record system, like the more frictionless the system works, the better it works. So with trademarks, because it's pretty easy to describe a trademark, it's either a word or a picture, that's fairly easy to do. You can get a trademark filed for under $1,000 and the whole system, it's extremely efficient. There's tons of trademarks being filed all the time. That same reality can also be achieved in the patent system. The only bottleneck being the complexity of natural language, because patents are long, huge documents. Describing technology is not easy, and tons of man hours goes into entire lifetimes of very smart professionals goes into preparing these documents. And if we can even put a dent into that, that will give access to the patent system to a much larger audience 
then really be able to achieve the patent office's mission of promoting the useful arts and sciences. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Jack Xu, the CEO of PatentPal, a software platform that automates patent drafting. Jack, thanks so very much. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Ari. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.